Welcome everyone to NFTs in the Arena. You're with your host, Mike and John. John, what's going on? Dude, what's up everyone? Yeah. What's up up to all the peeps? Okay, guys, before we get into it, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, as well as please also follow us on our socials at SportsFinder. We're pretty active on Twitter as well as on Instagram. And yeah, before we get going, please make sure you like that. The more likes we get, the more traction we get, the more subscribers you get, the better content we can bring you. All right, John, going straight into it. So some interesting news, and I think uh, of late, we haven't really spoken too much about what's going on in the NFT space, particularly because there hasn't mm. been much going on. And I think yes. yesterday or, yeah, yesterday was the, um, so today is the 24th of January, and I think yesterday, Porsche actually released an NFT collection. Porsche, the sports car brand, um, obviously well-known around the world, but actually failed on it, and it failed miserably. And for a lot of reasons, basically of what we've spoken about previously, where brands as well as some of these influencers are so detached from their audience. And I think a brand like Porsche, which is renowned, it's a household name, as well as it's, it's seen obviously as a premium brand, but more affordable um, to people that are probably trying to make their way through their successful career. And Porsche, I think the way that they've gone about it, and the, the main thing is the communication around the NFT. So I've brought up an article actually to get started from Coinbase. And I think it's pretty cool because, and I'll read it to you now. So it's from Coinbase and essentially the title is Porsche Sheets Breaks on NFT Mint After Backlash. So there was a huge mm-hmm. backlash from the, the German car manufacturer and luck within hours of it minting and for various reasons. And I'll, I'll take you through it now because I actually think there's a lot we can comment on here. So they, they actually halting the mint of this NFT collection and they've basically put out a tweet now recently, I think within the last few hours, our holders have spoken. We're going to cut our supply and stop the mint to move forward with creating the best experience for our exclusive community. But that's kind of contradictory to what they actually um, did. And I'll tell you why, because now people are essentially saying, and the way I said is, you got this web two company, essentially, it's, mm. uh, they're pretty um, prevalent on the internet, trying to look and in, enter into web three. But how do you avoid these kind of things? They priced this thing and the size of the supply was completely disproportionate. So mm. I'll take you through it now. They did seven and a half thousand tokens and only 1,800 of these were minted. All right. So mm. that's within the first few hours. But what they, what they actually did now, and I think I saw quite a few tweets from it, and there was actually a funny meme that maybe we can post in this. is the guy that he says, for the price of a, Pro, a Porsche NFT, I could buy a 96 Honda Civic, which has more utility than what Porsche was offering. So <laughs> I find it hilarious because essentially, <laughs> they, 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 were, they were quite smart, to, obviously. I mean, it's it's... It's pretty obvious what they did. And I mean, if this is the mo- how creative they were, it's, it's very lackluster. And what I mean by that is they launched these 7,500 NFTs and they were priced at 0.911 Ethereum, 9.11 Ethereum, which I think in today's uh, value is about 1,400 Ethereum. But within a few hours and people actually realizing that this wasn't communicated, there wasn't anticipate- anticipation built up. They were just communicating this on Twitter within a few days and they launched this thing. And then at the time of writing, I mean, at the time of writing this article and the time we're recording this now, the collection currently sits at 0.9 ETH, which is below its mint yeah. price. So it completely failed on its ass. But why I want to bring it up is 
how we've spoken about previously how brands are not attached and maybe not actually listening to who their, their, their audience is and maybe actually not doing their research and actually finding out what people want. Because mm. if you think about it, Porsche is still an exclusive brand. Not a lot of people yes. can afford a Porsche. But what what is the utility they were offering? There was actually nothing communicated. So mm. a lot of people came out, and I mean, I suppose you can come with a different argument and say that one of the arguments people came out with, first of all, is that they were overpriced and there was there was in excess or oversupply of this, which makes it obviously not unique and doesn't really hold any value. And they didn't really communicate what the utility would be. Like they come out and said, we will give the best experience for our exclusive community. Obviously, now they're probably going to come out with some crazy stuff just to make themselves relevant again. But the damage has been done. So this is what I think really impacted. And it sticks to a lot of what's going on in the crypto world, how brands, people, companies, even like FTX are coming out and essentially promoting things like Logan Paul again, that like he keeps coming up. But I just think it's relevant because they tweet that there's a supply cut, right? And they stop in the mint. And a few hours later, the obviously the floor price now rises to 0.3 because now they're mm-hmm. like, oh, everyone's like, oh shit, this thing is, this thing's um, the supply is done. Let's let's buy these things. And everyone mm-hmm. realizes the mint is still open. Then then everyone mints the NFTs and sells it immediately. So the floor price now returns back to the mint price. So the winners of this is essentially paused because they, I think they, they, they sold 106 NFTs within an hour and the mm. shrewd traders that actually got hold of this. But mm. how did they come out and tell you that this thing is, the, the, this thing is actually going to be stopped and halted? So it drives up that, that, that demand. And then they actually come out with a few hours later. So actually, we've still got to continue minting this to a certain date. So mm. they've completely ruined their reputation when it comes to entering into the Web3 space. And I think this is a prime example of how brands are quickly rushing into the space without doing their due diligence. Mm. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's quite a very dynamic situation. And um, the market in NFTs versus the market in automobiles is completely different. And I see that they took to Twitter, they took to Instagram in, 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 in a way to promote this. And you're naturally going to get negative feedback. <laughs> like if you really think about it, what was it? Like $1,475. Like it's not a lot of money for a collectible that can be worth a lot in the future. So I think it was just perhaps a, a lack of patience with the, the, the negative stigma that's coming from the market in general. Because you must remember that a lot of people that follow Porsche don't own Porsches. <laughs> like that's yeah, just how it works. And um, you probably find a lot of people that own Porsches don't even fucking follow Porsche on, on social media. So the thing is, it's a bit of a disconnect in, in terms of how they, they marketed the, the, the concept because they perhaps marketed to people that aren't even really into NFTs. Uh, they're just into cars and Porsche is perhaps like a, a, a big player in, in who they follow and who they um, engage with online from an automobile point of view. But then you get the NFT market, um, the people that actually trade NFTs and and look for opportunities and for potential investments. And I would assume that that's a lot of the people that bought into it. Uh, The majority of the dudes and women that jumped into the space were probably traders, probably um, people that 
own NFTs and they understand it, uh, you'd probably get a couple people that own Porsches that did it. But I just think there's, like I mentioned before, there's a disconnect in how they marketed it. And as a result, it, it, it gave a, a huge backlash and people in the marketing teams all of a sudden thought, oh my God, this is going to be very detrimental. Let's pull pull back, pull back. You know corporate, dude. That's just hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's actually true because if you think about mm. it, look, the way it is perceived now is almost like a, a cash grab. But like a brand yeah. and a company of that nature, I mean, and especially the price at which they were priced at and the volume which they released, it's not going to be a massive mm. thing. And you're quite right. Not I mean, all, I think dude. you made a good. I think you made a good point. The people that are following Porsche on social media likely don't even um, mm. have a Porsche, and vice versa. So the there is a disconnect. I think you made a very good point there. But also the way in which they came out, retracted their comment, and came out with a similar comment in a just a different mm. manner. And I yes. mean, like, it's 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 just interesting. I think th these are prime examples. I mean, I mean, brands have made far worse mistakes. To be fair. Yes. It's not like they've actually come up. I mean, like the VW scandal with the emissions is also like one of the, the most um, massive automobile scandals. And think about it now. No mm. one really talks about that or chooses a no, VW sure. or doesn't choose a VW because of how, I mean, people forget about things. It's like anything. But I thought that was a, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was an interesting thing, uh, especially just the memes that came out. I mean, like, I do think now they'll probably come out. And it's, it's pretty simple to add utility mm. behind that, to be honest, man. You can offer Porsche Definitely. experiences. You can offer anything. Yeah, he said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says that you can, because it's a, a, it's, a, it's a smart contract, you can start implementing it over time, giving a lot of um, value add additions to that smart contract in the future. So I don't think it's a bad play. Yeah, there's a bit of, um, well, not a bit, but quite a bit of negative sti stigma on online. But that can promote the concept indirectly as well. Uh, a lot of hype is now going to be on, hey, let's 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 go on Porsche, ha 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 ha, and then you're going to get the Lambo mm. guys coming in and saying, that's probably all the dudes <laughs> that's making the memes, you know? It's just how it works. So yeah. I just think, like, if you come into the Web3 domain, you need to have fucking balls, and I, I say that metaphorically. Um, like you really need to be a courageous brand that's willing to take on the the the, the negative scrutiny, because it's gonna come, dude. And this is what I've experienced even with Zen, and with their Zen NFT launch. A lot of people are like, ah, oh, it's a bit of a fail, you know, uh, because it's it hasn't like made Zen deflationary because that was essentially what it was designed to do. But no, that's not the point. Uh, an NFT. Um, is twofold it's the investment which is well it depends if you're a stop trader and you want to try and do short-term gains but it's usually a long-term thing it's like collecting a baseball card bro you're not gonna collect it buy it you know in 1970 and then next year be like oh my god it's worth a lot no it's worth money now only right but, but that's, that's but, that, that, that's, but that's the way NFTs have been perceived over the last few years, is because yeah. it was it was a gold rush. Let's let's get into something. Mm. We've spoken about mm. this before. Is that, I mean, people made a, a whole shit ton of money. And I was actually watching a um, a video earlier on today, just on like the NFT news, and this guy was saying he he's actually pulled his money out of crypto right now because of this mm. this this bull run that's supposedly on but we've obviously spoken about it it's probably people just selling the rumor and we do feel yeah, like yeah, it yeah. will fake maybe ads, become yeah. yeah that's a fake guy i think and mm -hmm. he he actually sold his board ape and what he was actually saying is that 
now with NFTs, people should start taking NFTs a lot more serious now because you kind of weeded out all the rubbish and now mm, the true mm, utility mm. and the utilization of the smart contracts because now the dust has settled and people are starting to actually understand the, the value of utilizing NFT because I still have conversations with people where they try to ridicule NFTs and I understand that because mm. it's at no fault of their own but it sometimes could be because they're not trying to educate themselves but I do think that what has gone out there in this market and the perception of anything to do with Web3 is still kind of tainted. And it leads us on to the next conversation that you and I actually speaking about before, but I think having Davos occurred last weekend, Mm. I think Elon Musk made a good point. He wasn't invited there and he had this kind of (laughs) Twitter war. I thought it was kind of funny, like saying that they wouldn't invite him or they haven't invited him for like six, seven years and he didn't want to be there because it's so boring. And I, I agree mm. with him because they have the wrong people there. And mm. this is just obviously false part of government corruption and for the broader, the, the, broad, the broader way of actually manipulating society. We've spoken mm. about this numerous times. I think a lot of people that listen to our podcast actually listen to us because we talk about these things where we just voice mm. our opinions. And a lot of the times when we speak, we don't always speak about facts, but we also give the, the, the devil's advocate in a lot of situations, mm. which I think is, mm-hmm. is, is incredibly different to what maybe some other podcasts are doing. So we wanted to speak about, and I also wanted to talk about Ripple, right? So Ripple's CEO, mm. and um, so Ripple's obviously a company that it's, it's a gross settlement system that's a crypto, it's a currency exchange essentially, and a remittance network. So their mm. CEO, and um, his name is Brad Garlinghouse. And I want you to speak a bit about this because this individual is now a CEO of this massive enterprise and he's coming out and effectively claiming that. All right, cool. So with, yeah. the, whole F- <laughs> with the whole FTX thing and um, Sam Bankman-Fried and how he was actually very involved with mm-hmm. governments and actually yeah. he was at many conferences. So with, with FTX and the whole Sam Bankman-Fried um, debacle, these guys are trying to, or they were brought in to give their advice and to give their, their, their knowledge on the space to obviously try stamp their way and to get their foot in the door when it comes to eventually regulating these cryptocurrencies. And I think the, the guy from Ripple, obviously Brad, he was at this, this, Dav, this Davos conference at, for the World Economic mm-hmm. Forum, which comes under a lot of scrutiny because this whole World Economic Forum is essentially a government that's been created for, for lack of a better word, where people actually haven't even chosen this. Yeah. Yeah. By Charles Schwab, right. Where people don't even, haven't even selected who goes there. So it's it's just so crazy how how corrupt everything is, but the whole thing is with the USDC, right. And the digital currency Mm. that they, 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 they're toying with the idea on. So I'm going to let you speak about it. I'm just going to fix my, my internet here and then we can, we can carry on. Um, yeah, look, with with Mr. Brad Garlinghouse, uh, he was under some some admin, I think, last year. I don't know if it's been resorted yet because I haven't really been delving down his, his, his path. I've just come across this whole CBDC notion and uh, a lot of countries or states or governments are, are starting to pursue this now post-Davos. So I would assume... Like I, I didn't follow the the itinerary. I didn't follow the, the depths of of the people that are involved. Um, like with with what you were saying, it's a lot of corruption and a lot of people that are not aligned with my virtues, if that makes sense. 
still speaking about it in a in an opinionated version uh, i feel like he's been out there pushing this this move for cbdc's and this whole idea of trying to get this central bank system to focus on on like you mentioned stable coins and just a digital currency that's going to be the the way the world you know partakes at least at a, at a sovereignty level uh, or at ground level uh, for the average people so yeah i just think the 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 endeavors that that mr brad has been pushing outside of the the deep tokenomics of what ripple stands for because i've invested in ripple before it's it's not like something that i'm anti but i think the direction he's taken now and who he's affiliated with is now starting to make me think twice about the true virtue of what ripple's trying to do and that's to get deep into the government so that they can scale globally essentially so it's quite an interesting um strategy yeah, because I mean, like he's, uh, uh, it's funny that you brought this up today. Now I do recall this. I remember he's been on record and saying like, and I think he even stressed that like the importance of having like an honest conversation about solving the real world problems with crypto and blockchain. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's obviously proposing and his platform and his company is now different to and anything in non-comprehension to what FTX was, right? You can't even uh, as, as you can't even compare the two, and I feel like it's the same yes. thing that's going on even with the whole Binance thing. When the whole FTX saga had happened, the Binance CEO came out and I think he kind of he sunk them. He was the final nail in the coffin when he essentially came out and said that they had done their due, due diligence and they don't believe they can save FTX. Boom! What happens? Everything collapses straight after that, right? And I think individuals yes, like yes. this are so shady, man. And it's 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 yes. kind of disheartening in a way when you think about it because why is crypto, which was initially intended to be DeFi and outside mm. of the government's hands, where at least now you mm. get paid, you won't have to pay taxes on certain things that a lot of people shouldn't be paying taxes on. Then a lot of yes, people might yes, argue, yes. okay, so what's going to pay for the roads? What's going to pay for infrastructure? But then again, I live in California, mm. one of the highest um, tax states, not only in the United States, but in the world. We pay so much money mm. here and you actually see what's going on with the taxes. It's actually insane to see that like almost half of your salary sometimes goes towards the state. And then you've got other states like Texas and, Georgia, and Atlanta, Georgia, for example, where there's no state taxes, it's just federal taxes. And... Mm. It's not even worth us staying here anymore because the only thing that keeps you here is the opportunities. But the infrastructure, the roads, the homeless issue, the crime, it, 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 it's, it's not even that that's it's deterring people. It's the way in which government funds are being utilized. Like we pay yes. so much for tax. I don't even see what the taxes go towards. And there's no public infrastructure for transport. There's, nothing, there's no trains you can catch to save money on fuel or whatever that may be. Mm. My point is that Cryptocurrencies and blockchain, in my opinion, was introduced by people that were trying to obviously create an alternative solution to provide um, greater um, avenues for opportunity for people that can't typically afford to live in um, states like California, for example. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah, mean, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do understand it's a very simple way of looking at it. 
But when you're seeing guys like this and companies like this, I can tell you right now, when he had started Ripple, I highly doubt that he had started this company with the intention of becoming a more formalized entity where he would work with governments. He obviously created this with the intention of obviously catering to the market where people were buying cryptocurrency so they can have their money as a decentralized um, asset. And mm. now, obviously, to make himself relevant and talking at an event like Davos is, I mean, you yeah. completely lose trust in these people. I don't, I don't know if you agree with that. I totally agree, bro. I think he's got his hand in the cookie jar now. And yeah. Like uh, perhaps with with a lot of what you said regarding uh, states and uh, taxes and that kind of stuff, like there are people with their hands in that pie, right? And we might not know them because they senators and all these perhaps uh, lawyers. <laughs> Who knows, bro? <laughs> these all these cats have their their hand in the cookie pie, right? Uh, in the jar, I mean, and it's it's, it's just sad to see that. Like if you look at just the people that were surrounding or were going into Davos, your CEOs of Pfizer, all these medical companies, uh, the kind of cats that like are endorsing mainstream media, theoretically, uh, which is where we find the propaganda, right? And to try and create a, a, a perpetuated cycle of, of medicine, right? Like uh, there's two ways to it. There's virtuous medicine and then there's the medicine where people try to get you caught up in it. And what I mean is, why would someone want to truly solve, for instance, influenza when that's a consistent income from, from a global point of view? Like, I would believe that there is the possibility to fix that. But I don't think it is the case. And this is the kind of people that are, are, are lining in these, these, these world economic forums. And now to start to see crypto leaders falling victim to this. Oh, I don't even want to say victim because I think it's their yeah, decision. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. call it, yeah, yeah, call yeah, it yeah, falling yeah. victim. Yeah, because it's their decision. Be, 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 because think of Sam Bankman-Fried. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but think about this. He is not going to... Um, he is not going, I mean, he's, he's come out that he's not guilty, right? Yes. His lawyers would never tell him to say that if they don't believe they had a case. Why does sure. he have a case? Because he was in bed with all the politicians. The craziest mm -hmm. things with the Democrats as well as with the Republicans. So he has dirt on them and he's giving them money in, in ways in which they probably thought that they, it would never come to fruition. And now yes, it's come to yes. life and maybe they didn't even know that he was doing this. But no, exactly. to save to save face now, the repercussions and the 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 sentence that he will face, I would side and I, I I would not be surprised if it's very lackluster and one in which it's a one or two years or even like a, like right now he's at home in his parents' place mansion in, in California whilst this trial is going on. What does that tell you, man? Then you got guys like uh, and but Andrew Tate, right? He's in prison mm. now in Romania. I saw his tweet. He said he's like living with cockroaches and um, his other friends are cockroaches and lies. But my point is that like, look at the, he, he hasn't even been held accountable. I mean, like he hasn't even been convicted yet. And there's, there's no evidence against him. But with Sam Beckman, there's numerous amounts yes. of documents and people coming out. It just goes to show. And like he actually mm -hmm. speaks about it, Andrew Tate himself, is the Matrix will come after you. But if you're forming part of that and mm. you, 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 you're holding hands with the devil, 
as some would say, you're going to be all right. And the sad thing is that there's, there's there's no way out of this. hundred percent dude. And it's, it's, it's like an Eskom situation here in South Africa. Like apparently there's about 4 trillion Rand that's been, you know, just disappeared. And I'm thinking over the last few years. Yeah. 4 trillion bro. Like what the fuck? But like that just doesn't make sense. Anyway, like back to the whole concept of crypto and the, the, the reasons for its inception. And like, I, I, I honestly believe the whole DeFi thing is a great way to help people develop self-custody of their finance. And yes, CeFi will always exist, dude. Like until there's a rebellion where we take over the world and there's no more government. Until that time, centralized finance is going to exist. And to off-ramp into the CeFi space from DeFi, there is going to be taxes. And I think that that kind of makes sense to an extent. Um, because yes, you're going to get capital gains. Uh, and eventually you're going to have a cryptocurrency that's perhaps for for everyone, right? Much like the dollar is. And this is what they're trying to do with CBDCs and, and create a global digital currency. But we could question, is this truly CFI? No, because nah. there's, they're going to be controlling that. It's not really um, uh, immutable for one. Uh, and then this actually puts me into the next uh, like idea. Perhaps it's very out there. But the concept of Bitcoin, I, I came across a, a photo of Elon Musk with a dude asian guy and next to it was a whole bunch of brands it was motorola um but anyway they got the concept of uh what's his nakamoto uh, satoshi nakamoto Nakamoto, yes yes from Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of brands like there's actually four brands that they took uh suffixes um no actually prefixes from and created this name not pronouns yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share the photo with you so that you know we can put it in the link. And the, the the this is what leads to this notion is is Elon Musk behind the creation of Bitcoin? And I, I mentioned this to Chris. He's been on the podcast, um, and he feels that he is. And with that being said, he believes that the reason why is because it will tie into AI perfectly. So this is a quite a, a very, you know, out there concept, uh, quite very conspiracy. And it would be something that would be interesting to unravel were he to be behind this. Because still, till this day, no one knows who holds that OA. You know, that 51% stake in Bitcoin is, is, is there. Um, and it's very interesting given the, the level of adoption has taken place. Because uh, if that person were to rug pull, hypothetically, everyone that's in Bitcoin is, is, is overs. <laughs> and I'm not saying that is the case, but there's, there's a lot of centralized uh, opportunities. So let me, get this, r- let me get this right. This image was kind of alluding to, the f- to that suggestion, or you obviously saw the image and... Just Let, me the the idea. Let me show you yeah. the image so that it, it kind of makes more sense. I mean, I, I do enjoy a, a good conspiracy theory. Samsung to Shiva. It's probably inverted. 
No, but I'm just, I'm just trying to... Some guys just searched different brands and just made... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, no, but what does sure. the brand? What does the brands have to do with it? I mean, that, that, like, that's the, super that's, interesting, right? It is. Who is like, that, for me, who is that what's guy more with interesting... Him? Yes, yes. Now, this is the question. Um, look, it's just out there, dude. But if anything, I would... <laughs> If I were to put money on it, you've heard it first. You've heard it first. Hot <laughs> NFTs in the arena. Elon Musk is behind. But I mean, to be honest, there's crazier Imagine. things that have happened. There's Definitely. crazier things that have happened, and mm. I mean, we should actually bring Chris on to come to share share his his mm. uh, belief around that because hypothetically it will true and people listening are probably thinking these guys are crazy but i mean at the end of the day there's been crazier things like i mean i was just looking at this article now with blockfire they went bankrupt it's come out now that when, when they're looking at the, the the documents like financial documents that were mistakenly mm. uploaded from the from the blockfire things that 1.2 billion dollar relationship with ftx and animated research mm. so how many other more of the, the these cryptocurrencies and the, the these crypto exchanges are in bed with each other right and i always get this feeling like i think a lot of people would disagree with me but i, I don't really care is that i think elon musk always has a good intention with with the products that he he comes yeah. out with mm-hmm. and i think he comes under a lot of scrutiny not only because of his wealth but also because of the way he he speaks openly and i, and I think he he without him i think this argument around free speech, particularly in the United States, um, would struggle to maintain itself because individuals mm-hmm. like him and there's other guys that like Joe Rogan that are obviously outspoken. But I like I truly believe that he does things with the right intention to for the betterment of um, the human the human race. And yes. if he were to have done something of that nature, or well, somehow been involved, it would be so fascinated to see what the initial intention was from the outset. And to see if what he thought it was at the time when they had instituted this this new cryptocurrency, what it is today. Is it what they thought? Or is it better? Is it worse? Look, this is it. It's a, like I find that there's been a lot of protocols that have been, uh, that have manifested due to this nature and the, the inception of Bitcoin, which is beautiful in its own right. Look at Ethereum, the utility it's brought to this world. And... The opportunity it's given other world leaders to get into the space, like we've spoken about Stephen Bartlett before, and how he's dedicated most is like jumping out of social changes to focus on his Web3 uh, organization and his podcast. Yeah, that tells you something, dude. Like, and I think he's a very virtuous leader. I think he's a great up and comer, if that makes sense. He's a f- future big boy. And for him to be throwing all his eggs into the space tells you something. And there's a whole bunch of others that we could, you know, name pick and bring to this. And then you go and look at all the people that are have the wrong intentions for society and the humankind. They they anti it or they they for CBDCs or they're like trying to get the world to be create a negative stigma around this. But if you truly look at the technology, forget about all the fucking bullshit that's linked to it. The technology is what matters. And this is the same thing that Tesla pushed when they first incepted. The dude threw everything online because he believed in the technology of batteries. And and, and forget about the carbon footprint. Yes, there is a a big carbon footprint linked to creating lithium-ion batteries and 
cars in general and he's gone through a lot of scrutiny with media based on uh, uh you know unclean like dirty factories and like waste not being you know, distributed in the uh, you know friendly manner whatever the case may be but this is the nature of any organization to try and you know mitigate as they unravel but it doesn't take away the idea that tesla's still the number one automobile seller in the, in the united states and this tells you something people are, are looking to a greener energy with the intention and i believe it is his intention to fix the carbon footprint and then you look at it in a second um, light is with the the whole selfless driving concept that's that's the real future there dude like being yeah. able to allow people to not get behind the wheel and make decisions that are egotistical or under the influence or whatever it may be there's an ai that is running the show and yes there's been this question would an ai make a decision to swerve to hit a kid or hit an oncoming car you know in a circumstance such like this and these are questions that that are are, are humane but it's still it's a it's a it's a catch-22 because a human still would need to face that situation and what do they choose there's there's no wrong or right around it but back to with your concept of the good intentions these are the kind of leaders that we need to align with and start to advocate into the public but media mainstream media is is, is always going to bring a negative stigma surrounding these kind of individuals and they're going to promote the people that are unfortunately behind the the the, the paycheck you know yeah and it's, no, it's, it's i totally sad. agree you know yeah. you, you've touched on a few things that i, I want to end off on so when it comes to electric vehicles and autonomous um, cars, so I've been lucky enough to experience what an autonomous vehicle is with Waymo when I visited mm. Arizona. And just for the people that are listening, so Waymo is a Google-inspired um, company. It's essentially the pioneers in the autonomous vehicles. And it's not like the Tesla that the current functionality can drive for mm. you for an additional fee. Um, it essentially has no driver. And you get picked up, you call it on your app, and there's no one there, and the steering wheel is turning, and you just go to your destination, and it's pretty safe. There was a funny story once, but um, I'll say that for another time, mm. where a, a drunk guy got in the car and was speaking to the driver, essentially, and didn't realize there was no driver there. But um, yeah, it, but it, it's funny, because a, a lot of humor comes out of this AI thing. But one thing I do find fascinating, and I learned about this, when I first came to the United States in 2018, before I actually moved here, when I went to San Francisco, to Silicon Valley, we went to a lecture, and there's a gentleman from the Haas Business School in Berkeley. His name was Andrew Isaacs, and he was kind of, at the, he already had a test at the time, and I mean, Tesla had been around for quite some time, but now I'm very familiar with it, having lived in California and the United States, is how once everyone does have these vehicles, and they will be autonomous, and you're quite right, I, I quite agree that the egotistical side particularly in states like california where people are in a rush and trying to get places in a very sh a short amount of time does cause a lot of accidents and the model y tesla has now come out as the safest vehicle there's been a guy that actually tried to drive his family off a cliff to kill them because he wanted to commit suicide and they actually survived now he's been held accountable but the reason why i bring that up is that once everyone does have these electric vehicles and these cars that can actually talk to each other 
there'll be ways in which uh, a Tesla in front of you and you tr maybe in a rush to the airport, you can pay with a cryptocurrency by virtue of the cars to allow you to pass, right? There might be yes, that exchange yeah, yeah. that could happen. And I, I do think yes. that will happen. Obviously, we are far away from, away from that, but I do think California will be one of the first states to institute that because the amount of testers and electric vehicles that are out there right now is insane. Mm. And, uh, and, and I agree. A lot of people would argue that it's not really having a positive impact on the environment because what it took to manufacture that vehicle for the lithium, uh, the, the lithium batteries from where it was manufactured in China or the amount of emissions that are used to charge the vehicle. Yes, everything has to be done in stages. And no one actually could say that you need to reduce your complete reliance on fossil fuels. It will take mm. generations for us to do that. There's no um, credible um, source now outside of nuclear because solar and um, natural um, forms of energy, and you, I'm sure you, you, you can very much add to this, it's, it's not sustainable or it's not at that level now to, to sustain society. But I remember we had spoken about before the, this, this image where they show that if the world's power were to be sustained, they only needed a small facet of an African country with their solar panels to power that. Yes, yes, Whether that's yes. true or not, it would be interesting. But mm. what I wanted to talk about now, and thank you for bringing that up with Elon Musk, individuals like that, that are making waves or always under scrutiny. And last night I got to see Jordan Peterson here in California for one of his talks. And he's a guy that's heavy, under heavy scrutiny for a lot of the, the things he says. And I, I've read a few of his books. I, I know you've read probably a few of his books. Now a lot of people actually are, are massive followers of him and he's becoming a thought leader in many ways. And one of the things that he kept harping on was essentially speaking to this mainstream media and this, you, you spoke about um, naming of, of things. And I, I mentioned the pronouns thing. And, and the person in the audience had actually asked him the question, how do we combat this whole thing with pronouns? So obviously the audience yes. that was there was obviously more, or that individual was more tailored towards, uh, I don't want to um, fall within this trap of being forced to tell people, uh, uh, being forced by people to tell, to say, uh, he is her, them, they, whatever the, mm. the case is. But what he was saying is that you should never allow people to dictate what comes out of your mouth. You should be able to be accountable for what comes out of your mouth. And that's all the whole thing of, of freedom of speech. And I think this is what a lot of thought leaders like Elon Musk are coming under a lot of scrutiny by mainstream media. And that will stifle a lot of things. And you've seen things now like the, the United States government coming out with hiring um, these politicians that will take on the, 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 the obesity issue. And they actually say that, no, it's actually a mental issue more than a, a physical issue. And there's obviously a lot of um, backlash when it comes to that. But yes. what it shows me is that people that are in power do not have the right intentions, like individuals yes. like Steve Bartlett, like, um, uh, Elon Musk do, in my opinion. And I mean, mm -hmm. this is this this is not a show about facts. This is just about opinion. And we welcome yes. anyone's opinion. Mm. Yeah, dude. I, like you mentioned with, with um, the obesity and with pronouns, those are, are mechanisms to, to segregate people, right? Yeah, exactly. Just as much as pushing fitness is the same thing. So it's not about trying to combat the inverse situation and if you look at like I with Elon Musk trying to take away pronouns from Twitter uh, he's got a lot of backlash from that 
Yeah. Because you're gonna you're imagine. gonna have the the left or the right set pointing fingers, but that's just again the media trying to divide people, because you can't go and say that obesity is fine. That's not natural, right? And yes, there's circumstances that people face that put them in those situations, but that's an isolated situation. But to go and like I even see magazines and Nike promoting people that are overweight with 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 um, fitness gear on, like I understand that. But the no, thing I also, is, I also does, understand it. I do understand. Yeah, it. I, I like I, I. It's. But the thing is, like, if I was a very obese person, I would find that indirectly offensive, because it's like feeling sorry for me. But the thing is, I, I should make a thing about it. Personally, it's a personal choice, dude. If you're outside of the isolated situation, right? If you're trying knickknacks every morning and trying candy bars for breakfast, like, why should a system now utilize this as, as a means to an end, to say that we are okay with it? That's not being okay with it. That's actually leveraging it. Right. Yeah, I agree. Be, being okay with it is is a personal thing, right? Being overweight and being content is an amazing thing for an individual if they can get to that. But that's not usually the case, right? They're usually insecure. They're usually dealing with a lot of issues in society. And the point isn't to now go and make big brands now affiliate that with their, their marketing regime, but instead to try and bring out the best in people through through other means of education rather than trying to just um, slot them in. It's much like with, with uh, for instance, in South Africa with BE and, for instance, just the whole black empowerment movement in general. That's isolating uh, a, a certain demographic for a leveraging or for a marketing leveraging system, in my opinion. And that also creates a lot of divide with people instead of educating humans to be virtuous and to be healthy and to know how to seek health and education is i think a better system than just saying okay all right now we're just going to put a lot more no um african americans on the 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 covers of magazines because this is what it's about now i i don't agree with that uh, i think that's just mainstream media again playing the card that they always play with leveraging what works so yeah, anyway, it's 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 a very it's a very sensitive topic at the same time, and there's no right or wrong way about it. But I do believe that this would be an interesting debate because you'll find a lot of people disagreeing with what I'm saying right now. Um, yeah, and I mean, but that's that's a healthy form of uh, mm. of conversation. And I think to end off, I mean, we've obviously covered a host of of, uh, of talking points now and i yes, hope the people yes. that are listening actually mm. enjoyed it and i mean i think again what we are saying here is just we are open to any form of conversation obviously we we focus on nfts and we focus on crypto but i do also think that these kind of conversations are enlightening and actually will make you maybe think twice about certain things that you read in the in the, in, mm. in the media mm. so yes. on that note we're going to end off jono and yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to end off with a with a quote in which Jordan Peterson actually had ended off Amazing. with last night, and I actually posted it on my Instagram today. And he went about saying, "You're not everything you could be, and you know it. 
And it's something that really resonates with me is because I feel like we're always striving to be better and to, to have in, these massive ambitions and set these incredible goals. But often at times, you kind of make excuses for yourself. And I think that kind of hit the note is like, you're not everything you can be. And you know it. Like sometimes when people are procrastinating, they, they know they could be doing something that would be mm. beneficial to them down the line. And he just he just said that and I was like, okay, cool. This is like almost like the wake-up call and something that maybe to remind yourself with. And I know you normally have a, a parting point, so go ahead. But I actually just want to tap into what you were saying and with what you mentioned with that story. You brought up the, the idea of awareness and adaptil, uh, adaptability quotient as a new yeah. forms of, of, of intelligence, if you, let's put it that way. And I feel that that's, that's a very good way of, of trying to distribute healthy education is for people to become self-aware and to become self-adaptable to their situation. Because let's, let's be real, we are born into circumstance right whether it's financial whether it's health or whatever and the only way you can find peace of mind is to be able to adapt to the situation and also to firstly be aware that it is a circumstance rather than you're deemed for 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 uh you know like how like people feel sorry for themselves and these are the 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 mechanisms that deter them from ascertaining perhaps happiness, uh, joy, whatever it may be, a discipline in a career, a hobby, it takes him away from being what Jordan Peterson said, like the best version of yourself. And I think it takes a lot to understand what that is. And most people don't. They don't know themselves enough to, to identify what it will be and what it takes to become that person that is, is, is thriving in life. No, I agree, man. And I think on that note, to everyone that's listening, please like and subscribe and follow our social sports finder for NFTs in the arena. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jono. Take care. Much love, brother.